Ah, good morning. Uh, let's pray together, shall we? Gracious Father, we thank you for this morning. We are undeserving, but we ask for your grace to be multiplied in our lives, in our families' lives. We also pray for our country, dear Lord, that we need love, peace, and unity. We pray for our leaders to see beyond. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for this morning. It's wonderful. It's wonderful, really. And um, my, my question is, how does one prepare for one's future? How do you prepare for your future? Everyone who's mature does got this thought in them. How do I prepare for my future? How do I prepare for my family? How do I prepare for my business? How do I prepare for whatever I want to prepare for my life? We have to know that we are only stewards. We are, you and me, we are only stewards here. The earth is the Lord's, and all that dwells in it, it belongs to God. All the cattle, all the silver, all the gold, God says, it's his. But he says, I'll let you to be steward of them. But they belong to him. He says, I'll let you handle the portion of it. That's why Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, says, Whoever can be trusted with very little can be trusted with much. Whoever can be trusted with very little can be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with a little will be dishonest or ungenerous with much. A lot of people say when I when I I win lotto, I wanna give to the church when I win lotto me. Others say uh, there's a rise at work. When I'm given the rise, I wanna do this, I wanna give there and what and what. That never happens. That's not God's principle. The way God blesses, you can forget 
the race issue, culture, politics, all that is irrelevant to Jesus. Jesus Christ said, if I can trust you with a little, that's him. If Jesus can trust you with a little, then he says he'll give you more. If you are unfaithful with a little, when you are given more, you just become a bigger thief. That's all. You can't do anything. Learn how to be good with a little. That's a principle here. That's a principle. And the true test of our ability to be good stewards doesn't happen when we have plenty. No. A good steward happens when we have little. The little. The question is now. So how do we invest the little we have? Or the plenty we have? How do we invest? Very simple. By blessing others. By honoring God through good stewardship. You honor God. The less fortunate. In society, the aged, the sick, and they are everywhere. You can't say, Where will I find them? They are everywhere. Question before we continue Are you open handed or tight fisted? Do you have arthritis when it comes to giving? Your hand is tight. To open is painful. You need Panadol. Are you generous or you are stingy? We are stingy because we say we won't have enough. So-so <laughs> can give. So-so can give, not me. No, 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 no. Every one of us, get that clear. Every one of us can give something. Everyone. is just the heart attitude here. 
the little that God has given you, use it well. That's what Jesus is saying. Use that little well. And you'll be trusted with much more. The trust to have much more belongs to God. It does not belong to you. It's God who sees. The challenge this morning is, I want to encourage everyone, those listening by television or whatever platform you are hearing us from, approach generosity with an open heart. Let your giving be part of your life. Giving, you commit your resources back to God with thanksgiving. That's what you're doing. So, just for that, we enter prayer. Then I'll go to the service. Let's pray. Father, would you bless every gift and every giver. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, we ask you in Jesus Christ's name, Amen. Now, a good question that will make you think. How do you believe your future is or will be? Is it preset? Is it pre-ordered? That you basically you don't have to do anything with it. Uh, I've heard a lot of people, religious ones, what will be, will be. That is not of Christ. That's a lazy statement. Because every believer, every child of God, has the power of choice in shaping the future they want. Everyone. Everyone. World over. It's not only race, white, what color, what, no, no, no. Everyone. Everyone. They have the power of choice. Everyone in shaping the future that they want. I emphasize everyone so there's no room for jealousy. There's no room for envy. You have not excised some things within you 
to start shaping the future that you desire. You've been relaxed on that big sofa. You have been so relaxed. So today we are going to talk about creating the future of your dreams. That dream is your future. But it, it seems it's far beyond you. How will it happen? That's a good question. Mary, when the angel came to her to say, Blessed are you because you want to have a child. She asked and said, how can this be? Same you now here. That dream of your future is real. But it to take responsibility. It to cost you everything. And I mean everything. To have that dream into reality. That life you desire. That life you are dreaming about. It will take you everything. Everything. It will cost you everything to achieve it. From scripture, we know that God is the only one that can create something out of nothing. It's only God. When you look in Genesis 1, it says, when there was nothing, God spoke and it came into being. When there was nothing, God spoke and it came into being. You and I were incapable of creating something out of nothing. We're incapable. Don't go there. But we have the material. God has given us the material to work with. We. And with that thought, you have all the material to create. You can go in any country, anywhere in the world. You can still do the impossible. Anywhere. What has really stuck us like this, it's religion. Not Christianity. Get that right. Religion has limited people, religious people. Religion has limited our thinking about our potential. It's religion. 
No one has stopped you. That's why me, I'm taking you back to creation. Back where you came from. Not what you have heard in the papers, what you have studied in your, on your way to having a degree. You studied a lot of things that really limited your thinking. Come out of that now, because you and I were created and designed by God to be immensely creative immensely creative with something he created. Immensely creative. A good example, even as you look behind here, the pond. There wasn't a pond here. But we had to create something. And many, many things will continue creating here. This is just a beginning. It wasn't like this. The pathways. But if you are lazy, you say the mountain is high. There are snakes. I don't know, put them there. Um, you always have excuses. You always have, always have wrong answers to the correct question. Because you don't want to do anything. Religion creates a sense of lack. It creates that. That's why in a lot of religious sectors, you find that they tell you don't have to do anything. You don't have to say anything. God will do what he said he will do. Just wait. Go in the house. If it's yours, it's yours. If it's not yours, it's not yours. And just relax. And your life is going down. And he says, no, no, no. How about this? It wasn't yours. How about this? It was... But then, me as a Christian, what are my covenant blessings? Right now, you have embraced something from religion concerning your life and your future. Right now. And that is what is causing you to fail to expand. To fail to matter. There is something you are holding. Religiously so. Faithfully so. But you are sincerely lost. Sincerely. With your Bible on your armpit. Because nothing will work. And you have the audacity to call your religion Christianity. You are lost. 
No, I'm a Christian. This is Christianity. No, a Christian has choices. Religion hasn't. Just wait. Just wait. Right now, they're already talking about the end of the world. Pack your bags. Don't do anything. End of the world. Read Bible. How the end of the world will be. This one will bring greater, greater, greater revival. What, what we are passing through. World over anyway. A Christian who read Bible and who follow Jesus, the Bible says, I said before you, life and death, choose. Can you see? Now religion doesn't go there. You just sit at home. Christianity says, I said before you, blessing and curse, choose. Every time you go to choose. There's a part you play. God gives us opportunity to make choices all the time. To make choices. So, I want to wake you up, finally, because you have creative responsibility, and that is what has been lacking in your life. You have creative responsibility. What do you mean? What do you mean of creative responsibility, prophet? Simple. It is to create the life of your dreams. I cannot create that for you. That responsibility belongs to you. That responsibility belongs to you. And when I look at three parables, which illustrate three dimensions in building your life and the future that God will hold you accountable if you are a believer. These are parables that God will hold you accountable. They are not just stories. If you are going to create the life of your dreams, eventually you have to stop dreaming, thinking, hoping, and wishing that you got to stop. And you got to get up and do something. Dreaming costs you nothing. Just find a good shade, sit down. You dream. How much did it cost you? Nothing. We got a lot of dreamers thinking, hoping, 
and wishing. When uh, we were saved some years back, they were just I don't know what was happening. We are told, say it, then it's yours. Believe, say it, it's yours. So, young as we were, radical as we were, we were putting the word into practice. We go to a shop, we see a car, we claim it. But afterwards, we are going by minibus. Can you see? So what were we claiming? I claim this car, I claim this car in Jesus' name. <laughs> Yo. Claiming just because she's a beautiful lady, you claim her, but she's married. How come? <laughs> there was just total confusion. Faith, you go to act. You have you got to execute and bring it into reality. There now that's where our problem is. That's why we've got less people with vision in Christian community. Faith without action is dead. It's worthless. It's worthless. So here we go to show that Jesus was teaching future, teaching faith, teaching everything in the first parable. Matthew 25, verses 1 to 10, New King James Version. Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 to 10. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight, a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, 
lest there should be no enough for us and you. But go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Terrible. That is to us, the wise and foolish virgins. The foolish virgins, King James says, they missed one important part of life's journey. And you find it in verse 13. One important part of life's journey. Yes, please. Matthew chapter 25, verse 13. Watch therefore... For you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Thank you. What is Jesus saying? Jesus is telling us that in the kingdom of God, things are kind of measured like this. There's a lot of things that God does that you and I cannot do. There are a lot of things that God is doing. These are things that are out of control for us. But he says there is something that is in your control. Even those listening wherever you are, there's something that is in your control. You are the one responsible to be prepared. You are the one responsible to be prepared. It may come anytime, but responsibility of preparedness depends on you. The wise were prepared for the future. I challenge you right now. Are you prepared for the future? The foolish, we are not prepared for the future. The wise were prepared for the future. Simple question. Are you as you're listening to me, are you prepared for the future? Stop living a life of being a victim in life. Stop it. You have a choice. You can come out of it. I hope now you are tired of being a victim in life. And then start preparing for the life of tomorrow, of the future. 
ציטט. Excuses have come and gone, but you are not changing, except one thing, you are getting older. And it doesn't mean that you are prepared for the future. You need to begin now. Now is the time to prepare for the future. Immediately after listening to this message, start preparing for the future. Make plans where you are going. Stop spending. Start investing. When you are getting, when you are preparing for the future, you don't consult million people. No. No, you miss it. Because you are consulting people who don't have a future too. So they'll tell you, let's go and have Chisanyama. That's your pup. And traveling around. Let's go this way. Let's go this way. Let's go there. Let's go there. Is this a future? Preparation has two dynamics to it. I want you to write that one very well in your houses. Preparation has two dynamics to it. Foresight and discipline. I'm asking you, listening to me, do you have foresight? Do you have discipline in your life? If you lack foresight, you are not going to live the life that God created you to have. You want. You talk about it. You are going to share about it, but you will not live it. You have to have foresight. You have to make choices today that prepare you and position you for the future. That's foresight. You have to make choices today that prepare you and position you for the future. By the way, it is not God's responsibility to remind you to make sure that you have oil in your lamp. It is not God's responsibility to remind you that your oil is less or you are running out of oil. No, no, no. That is you. How much oil is in your lamp right now? God will not remind you. You have a say 
in what happens in your life, you have a say in what happens in your life. You have the power of choice. Choose this day whom you will save. That's the power of choice. I've been living careless life. I've been living directionless life. I've been maybe very, very careless with whatever resources God has given me. Choose this day. You can start living with a purpose. you got greatness in you. You got to choose every day. Every day, even tomorrow. You can choose not to go to work. You can sleep. You can choose tomorrow to lie that I'm sick. It's you. But all this, where is it taking you to? Sobering statement, and please write it in capital letter in your notebook. There are some opportunities you are supposed to have. There are some opportunities you are supposed to have. That you might not even see because you didn't have the foresight to prepare for them. Those opportunities came, but you had no foresight. And because you had no foresight, you did not prepare yourself. You did not. Somebody wanted to sell you something. Now because you didn't have foresight, you said, no, I can't buy a house in Johannesburg. I can't buy a house in the city. I'm going to the rural place where I came from. That house was going for a song. Who said you can't have a house in the city and a house in the country? You lacked foresight. Look in your life right now. The opportunities you missed and they may not come back to you again. Remember the foolish virgins. The bridegroom did not wait for them to go and buy oil before he entered. He entered and they were out. Do you have foresight for your life? You are saying no now because you are blinded. You don't have foresight. I can't do that. I can't go there. Have foresight. Your life will have meaning. Along with foresight comes discipline. You need it. 
You need discipline. You can't always just be eating, eating and sleeping, eating and sleeping and giving excuse of lockdown. It will show you are lacking discipline. Foresight and discipline go hand in hand. They go together. If you cannot look from the present to the future, and you don't make life choices that prepare you for the future opportunities, prepare you for the future opportunities, after a short while, you are going to say, If I had only listened, I was going to have such such a future. I could have had, I could have been, I should have had, I should have had all this. But why? Why do you want to be talking your life in the past when you have the opportunity now in the present? To create that. And you don't have to compare yourself to anyone. There's no need. There's no point. You got your own DNA from God. There are specific things that you got to accomplish. Which God will hold you accountable. Already you can see. The oil. That's your responsibility. It's your responsibility. Brethren, children of God, brother, sister, uncle, aunt, my dear friend, if you don't pay the price to see your future happen, you have yourself to blame. You have yourself to blame. When you look at the missed opportunities, every one of us, every one of us, those are adults, we all had opportunities. We all had them. But we had no foresight. And we lacked discipline. Because according to us, Future should be easy. You're a liar. There is nothing easy. Delete that in your brain. There is nothing easy. Nothing. 
don't confuse after people have acquired and when you're passing through the process. The process is terrible, it's tough, it's painful. But the end product, everybody will admire it. And how many are willing to pay the price to pass through the full process? Because they think it's easy. That's why people run away halfway. Never forget, every great dream is expensive. Every great dream is expensive. You either pay the price or just sit back and be a victim and blame everyone and everything. The choice is yours. Every great dream is expensive. You want to become a lawyer, there are books to study. You want to become a doctor, there are books to study. You teach any career. You want to be water engineer, there are things to do. There's nothing that you just wake up like Cinderella, then everything is there. It was only for Cinderella, it's a story. Not you. You have to pay the price. You are not Cinderella. You got your own name. Every great dream is expensive. And you either pay the price or just sit back in your sofa that you haven't even finished paying and blame everyone and everything. Blaming everyone and everything. You don't blame yourself. Money is not enough. The house is too hard. My children this. Everyone is wrong except you. And what, what do you want to become in future? You. Huh. The responsibility is yours. Don't push it to me. Simple question that will locate you. Right now, whether you had a, you are living a life for the future, a dream that you desire. Question. Are you living life with foresight and discipline? This has got nothing to do with the tribe, color, what work, where I live, what I eat, nothing. What language I speak, it has got nothing. Nothing. Are you living life with foresight and discipline? Are you saying no, capital no, N-O, to things that give you temporary pleasures? Are you saying no to those things? Or those are your capital gains? Temporary pleasures. You cannot have temporary pleasures and say good foresight. You cannot have temporary pleasures and say you're disciplined. You're lying. 
the first parable only shows us that God holds all of us accountable for our preparation for the future. A view started preparing for the future. By future, don't mean die. We need you. Don't be lazy. Don't die. Leave something we shall remember you for. Something that you created, that something that you left. Something that generations will talk about. So don't be quick to expire. Live and overcome. Don't be lazy. God will hold you accountable for your preparation for your future. Why did you not prepare? If you had prepared, this was going to be your life, but you did not prepare. Discipline will help you become the person whom God created you to be. It's in discipline. You are going to become the person God created you to be. It's through discipline. Young adults, you guys who are young at heart and home, I hope you're developing the skills now for the future you want. In your own home there, you can develop skills. Young people, what choices do you, you need to make today to get the life you want tomorrow? What choices do you need to make today to get that life you want tomorrow. Because that life will not just come by talking. You have seen some of our friends when we were growing up in grade 5. Others went for good. In grade 12, others went for good. University, others went for good. In business. So what is it that you want to, to become? It is not too late to get on the right track and make a good future. It is not too late to get on the right track and make a good future. You can change the future. You. You can change the future. You're, you've been admiring a lot of people, nearly everyone, not yourself. You want to be that one. You want to be that one. You want to be that one. Who be like you? You want to be other people. 
Okay, you want to be like that one, you want to be like that one, you want to be like that one. It's good. Thank you, sir. Thank you, madam. Then after you become like that one, who be like you? Second parable. Creating a life of your dreams. Matthew 25, 14 to 13. This is all you. The oil, now we are coming to the talents, to the gifts. Yes. Matthew chapter 25, 14 to 30. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who had received the five talents went and, tra and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He who also had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. Reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not scattered seed. And I was afraid, and went and hid your talents in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, You wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown, and gather where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him. Sorry. So take the talents from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, more will be given, and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth.
May it not be anyone who is listening. God said to the servant with one talent, that's in verse 28, then he ordered, take the money from the servant and give it to the one with ten bags of silver. Give it to him. Because he has got a vessel big enough to handle. Why? Those who use well what they have been given, more shall be given and will have abundance. So abundance does not just come because we are talking about it. No. It's a usage. Have you used well what God gave you so that you can be collecting from those who have been hiding and giving it to you? Yeah, they are there in the world. This is to us Christians. But if you are a Christian with one talent and you say, Lord, the blessings of Abraham are not now mine with one talent, it will be taken away. Anyone who does nothing with what they have been given, even what little they have, will be taken away. And before, after taking away from you, then he commands, throw this unprofitable servant into outer darkness. Throw him away. This kind we don't want to live. Ah, that's Christ. You are not creative. There's nothing of God in you. You are sucking lemons the whole day. Complaining. My mother dropped me at birth. But you got two legs. Yes, walk then. That's it. Forget about what happened then. Here's a good question. Are you using well what God has given you? Because that's where you can become part of God's creative process. Part of God's creative process. Not only are you supposed to create, but you will be accountable for what you create. You'll be accountable for what you create. In this parable, the master entrusts Three different service with three different amounts. Service and amounts. They didn't get to choose. The master chose for them. So stop complaining. Stop. They didn't get to choose. The master chose for them. The one guy with five bags doubled it. Five bags of silver. 
The guy with two bags doubled it. And the guy with one bag does nothing with it. Completely nothing. That's where you and I will be accountable to God in that area. What have you done with what you are given? That's why you'll be accountable. Because you've got a responsibility with what God has given you. There's a responsibility. And because of that responsibility, you go to account to the one who gave you that responsibility. Maximize your capacity. Maximize your capacity. You have no absolute control over when your life or my life will end. You've got no control over that. But you are going to be accountable. You are absolute in control on how you live your life today. It's totally in your control. And you and you alone are in control. You can give excuse, my wife, my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my mother, my grandmother. My... Okay, okay, okay. All those who mean nothing. You have absolute control. You know now, if you didn't know before, that you are in charge of your life and your resources. And you are going to be accountable. Your life and your resources. So, you are expected to prepare for the future with your life and with your resources. And you are supposed to prepare for the future. You you and I have got no control over how God has created us. So leave that to God. But you got control to prepare and achieve your future. Your gifts, your talents, your capabilities to a great measure come packaged already in your DNA. Your gifts. So there mustn't be any, oh, look at me, what? No, no, no. All these gifts you've been, it's a package. This is your DNA. 
because of what God wants you to accomplish. That's yours. Me, I have my own. So, really, when you understand this parable, there's no complaining or fighting. Are you busy multiplying what God told you to multiply? The oil issue is almost burning out, and you want somebody to fill it. Everybody's busy filling their own lamps. When it goes off before time, that's your own problem. Yes. You have responsibility now. And you have accountability for whether or not I maximize what I have been given. That's your responsibility. That's your accountability. Whether you invest wrongly, whether you invest what, it's all up to you. That's your responsibility, and God will hold you accountable. This parable says to me, maximize what you have. Maximize. Maximize. Wherever you are, whatever you, those are yours. Maximize them. No, people are saying this and this. They don't have the DNA you have. Maximize. Maximize. Do not be controlled with your own DNA. That's religion. So, in our first parable, Jesus says, stay awake, be prepared. That's the first parable. Stay awake and be prepared. Stay awake and prepare for the future with discipline and with some foresight. Second parable, Jesus says, maximize your capacity. Is this all you can produce for God? Is this all you can be? Use well what you have been given. Maximize it. Because when you maximize it, even more shall be given to you and you have abundance. That's why you see abundance goes to few people. Is those who know how to maximize. We, 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 oh, okay, all right. The last principle, Matthew 25, 31 to 14. Matthew chapter 25 from 31 to 40. When the Son of Man comes in his glory mm -hmm. and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate them from another mm -hmm. as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats and he will set the sheep on his right hand, mm -mm. but the goats on the left. 
Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and came to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. The third parable is the most intense. And even if you don't understand anything about the Bible, you can figure out real quick. As for myself, I don't want to be God. I don't want to be a God. You can figure it quickly there. It shows us clear. It gives us insight into what matters to God. Very quick. What matters to God? Do you sit down and say, Lord, I want to really, really know what matters to you, please, Lord. What matters to you? What is it that matters to you, Lord? When we go back to Genesis chapter 1, you see that the first five days were good because everything God created reflected his goodness. Everything he created reflected his goodness. And it says there, and it was good, and it was good. But day six was extraordinary because he created man in his image and likeliness. Because the difference between the first five days and the six is that all creation, everything God created, could only reflect his glory and goodness. But day six, watch it now. God creates man that can expand his goodness and glory. Day six, God creates man that can expand and multiply his goodness and glory. 
The gods are those who lack compassion and lack action. God. No compassion, no action. It's only criticism. It's only wanting done for others. Just whoa, 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 whoa. God. The sheep are the ones whose lives are marked by compassion and action. Compassion, action. Not just compassion. Take inventory today of who you are. Are you a goat or are you a sheep? Take inventory today. How has God wired you and made you? How has he wired you and made you? Of all the talents, skills, resources that God has placed in you, are you using them wisely? Oh, they're all those talents, you are using them as a God. You can only expand the good when your life is motivated by compassion followed by action. You can only expand the good when your life is motivated by compassion followed by action. This is scary, but it's true. God will measure our lives by how much good is created with every breath. God will measure our lives by how much good is created with every breath we take. Your breath, does it bring good? My desire for you this day to all those that are listening is that my desire is for you to increase, be enlarged, be stretched beyond your borders. And from today, God expects you to take a step of faith. Attempt more rather than less. Attempt more rather than less. And from today, if you have opportunity to save, save. May you please help us to expand the good in this world. In our ministry, in our families.
in summary, you want to create the life of your dreams, stay awake, be prepared with discipline and foresight. Maximize your capacity by taking responsibility. You are responsible for your life and not anybody else. You are responsible for your life and not anybody else. I am not responsible for your life. Your dad is not responsible for your life. Now that you have left home, now that you are working, now that you are by yourself, why are you afraid to take risk? Take a risk. Invest that price. Invest. Everyone has taken the risk. They feel the way you are feeling before you take a risk. Get counsel. Get a witness in your heart. Go to, then take a shot. I got counsel over this. I've got a man in my heart. I'm going ahead. Though the righteous man falls seven times, God will uphold him. So failure is not something that you fear. Go for it. Get out of the boat from now. If I find you sleeping in the boat, I'll rock it. Yes. You've been too comfortable in the boat. And you even got a corner, corner side. Whereby no one comes, I'll rock your boat. You are so much comfortable with the status quo, the mess you are in. No, no, no. Rock the boat. Extend your compassion to whomever you are near. Whoever you have opportunity to help or save, it is your brother, it is your sister. Whoever. It has got nothing. It's not based on race. It's not based on nationalism or politics. It is based on human being. It is based on human being. If you can meet the need, then go for it. Help. When you are that type of a person, you got the heart of God because that's the heart of a believer. Thank you so much. You've been so nice this morning, though we are distant. We are seeing each other through this uh, modern stuff. You've been so nice this morning. So because you've been so nice, pray for yourself wherever you are. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, amen.